This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Owandi. Uh, <clears throat> today, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, I wanted to talk to somebody, get back to my roots and my first love, which is sports. Since all this COVID-19 shit is going on, um, sports has been taken away from us. Like, I mean, I haven't been to the gym in a minute. I haven't picked up the basketball in a minute. So... <clears throat> And then the last dance just ended. So I'm saying that touched my soul because I was a very, very big Michael Jordan fan, Bulls fanatic. And so to sit down and talk to me about that issue, we have one of uh, Oakland's finest. He was an ex-football player, ex-disc jockey, (laughs) (laughs) ex-baseball player. Niggas to throw dice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All American. Gino, welcome to the show. Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up? Glad to be here, man. Now, Gino, you uh You're not from Oakland, right? You from Cleveland? No. I'm from actually from Houston. From Houston. Yeah, I'm from Houston. Um moved out here when I in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went through all my my grade school and everything out here, and then uh, I end up going to college in University of Akron, in Ohio. Uh, and, and oh, so that's why you were. Uh, I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm a LeBron fan because I always see you with that fucking. Uh, is that a Chicago Bears hat or a Cleveland hat that I, I always got, see you wear? No, nah, I got a Chicago White Sox hat. Okay. Got White Sox got Cleveland. I don't know. I don't, I just I fell in love with the Midwest early on. I used to watch a lot of documentaries, a lot of NFL films, inside the NBA, all that stuff. Uh-huh. So I just I just fell in love with uh, Midwest teams. They just seemed like they just you know they resonate. It resonated with me like just the passion of the fan base, mm-hmm. just the history, all yeah. that stuff. So and then uh, going to when I moved to Ohio in. My favorite team of all time is like my favorite school is Ohio State. So uh-huh. that was one of my main reasons for traveling out there, mm. getting close to it. I just love Buckeye football. Mm. And then you get out there and you realize, like, damn, man, these people are real diehards. Like Cleveland Browns trash. <laughs> like, yeah. And they, they rock in Cleveland shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look up and they have on straight up. Uh, Cleveland Cavalier gear before LeBron with Darius Miles and 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 Wagner and you know. I mean, back in the day, Cleveland Cavaliers used to be good. Yeah, yeah, you know, with Price and you know, and all them and Darty and yeah, they were pretty good. So, uh, football is your first sport. Football is actually my best sport. My first sport was baseball. When you say best, I mean, like the, the sport that you're good at? That was a sport that I that I ended up taking off with. <clears throat> um, baseball was my best sport, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. coming up in Oakland, we all played 
we all played baseball. In Oakland? In Oakland. Oakland was like the hub for baseball. We was beating. Fuck out of here, nigga. Oakland was in the Niggas early, ain't playing baseball. In the early nineties, you go over there right there on sixty or sixty six and E one four, right there behind Havens Court, uh-huh. right by the village. We got we niggas just playing baseball. Greenman Field. <laughs> if you from uh, Oakland, you got a you got a pitcher. You walk down Havens Court from Concordia, like you, uh, that's what you did. We played baseball from from age eight mm. to age fifteen, and then one time you got to high school, you either you figured it out. But most of us quit by the time we got to high school, or we started playing other sports. You didn't play baseball in high school. You know, I, Baseball in high school coming up in Oakland, we didn't play for like the NCS or stuff like that. Uh, we would only play for the city. So like once you, you know, Skyline or Tech was like the best schools. Yeah. They had baseball program. So yeah, because baseball, you got to have money, uh, yeah, all that you, equipment, all once that you lose, Once we knew that we were out of contention, it was like the season was over. Like we couldn't make it to the playoffs. All we could do was just play for the city. And then mm-hmm. once you win that, you would play a school in San Francisco. Like, nobody played. Nobody cared about that. Yeah. But basketball, you was able to go play NCS. Football was the same way. You couldn't, you, you couldn't uh, play for the NCS and, um, and, and football. They didn't even let us have night games back in the day. What high school did you go to? I went to Fremont High School. Fremont? Yeah. Was Fremont, because I know Fremont now is, there's, I mean, there's a shit ton of uh, Middle Eastern motherfuckers because all the tech world and shit. Uh, it is. <laughs> I ain't been back since I graduated. <laughs> uh, out there. So when when you were going to school there. No, no. You think about Fremont in, in Fremont. I'm talking, it's Fremont in Oakland. Oh, there is? Yeah, it's off High Street. I don't know that. See? That's the name of the school? It's called John C. Fremont High School. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about Fremont, like the city Fremont. Nah, I was like, hold on. It's like, it's like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's still, it's nothing but Mexicans, bro. You got Mexicans, you got uh, uh, Samoans, Pacific Islanders. Um, and then, you know, you got us. So that's basically like, uh, who went to Fremont? Uh, Too Short went to Fremont. Mm. Uh, Filthy Rich went to Fremont. When you were at Fremont? Filthy Rich went to Fremont when I was there. Yeah. He was, you know, he was a little homie. Uh, I think. So uh, you knew that nigga? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know, I know Phil, Phil, but they all from seminary. Seminary is like maybe like 20 blocks from the school. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? So. You know, it was seminary. You got the 50s. You got the, you know, storefront, all them over there. So that's pretty much I went to Fremont. Mm. And then whoever lived above MacArthur in the area went to Skyline. Anybody living above MacArthur went to Skyline. Did y'all ever have, like, beefs with other schools? Hell yeah. Like, you, did, you have beef with Castlemont? I mean, that that was really more so in middle school. Because mm. by the time you got to high school, it's kind of everybody kind of knew each other. You know, everybody kind of knew the ones who was really down with the, you know, who was really ready to, you know, get down. Yeah. But McClyman's right around the corner. Right? McClyman's has always been the, you know, that how that's why they wear Halloween colors, bro. They was the scariest, the scariest school out there because they would lock your ass in the gym. Uh, if you beat them, they gonna beat you up. If you lose, and if you lose without any dignity, they gonna beat you up. Like they would. Yeah. You know, OGs, man, it, it was crazy. McClellan was one of those schools. Yeah. Yeah. Name, uh, what was the famous uh, person who played sports at uh, Fremont? The most famous person to play sports at Fremont. Um, oh, shit, I don't even know. I think me and my brothers, we kind of came out of there. Um, that's what, like, with this generation, they know of us. Um, but, like, we had, like, Lou Fisher, who was um, – Pretty good. Who played like in like ninety five? Quarterback mm-hmm. for Fremont. We have uh, 
what's my guy name, uh, played basketball. He's a little older than I was, but uh, dang, I can't remember his name. Frank Frank Knight, Frank Knight, one of the legends. He coached now. I forget what mm -hmm. school he coached for now, but uh, <clears throat> like them. I mean, but it's not a law. Well, I don't think it's, there's anybody that went to Fremont that I can remember who was like that good. I think of like maybe Kurt Flood or something like some old school person like that. Was uh were you guys known for what sport were you guys mostly known for? Um basketball, basketball and football. Basketball and football. Yeah, basketball and football. We won state in 99. We mm -hmm. lost. We if you ever watch uh the movie Coach Carter, mm -hmm. uh, that that year was was based on the year that we had to forfeit a lot of games. Uh -huh. Uh, one of the uh, players ended up getting into a fight with the coach, and we had. Was Coach Carter based on Fremont High School? No, it was based on Richmond High School, but uh, they they were trash. We was used to beat their ass, and like we, they was so. But it was just like one in one one of the scenes. One of the they had to cancel the game. It was against us. Mm. It was against us. That's why I say like it was around that era when. But the year before that, I think the ninety six year, ninety seven year, we ended up losing in state again. So we went state. Um, won the OAL, lost, came back, lost in the uh, NorCal semifinals, forfeit, mm -hmm. then won, then won the, the won the uh, championship. So yeah. you know, Fremont was cool. Mac was good. Skyline had ballers. Ohio back in the day, man, mm -hmm. like you couldn't just be some, you know, what I'm saying some little cat just trying to play hoop. Like hoop yeah. was like real. Like we fighting afterwards. Like we fighting <laughs> teammates. Fighting coaches gonna beat your ass. Like I remember fucking. Uh, <laughs> Cause I did my senior year at Castlemont. What year you graduated? Two thousand one. Dang! So you was up there with uh, who was up there with? Only uh, only did one year though. I, when I came uh, from you was the up East there Coast. with Keith and them, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, with Keith. And Keith, them. yep. He he was on the team. Yeah. You played basketball at Castlemont? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was the star of the team. <laughs> I didn't even know you played Niggas basketball. was hating on me because I was new You was new Yeah, yeah. That's one thing about East Oakland bro Like you can't just come in there Just no new person And just try to think you run And then I, I walked in there Like you know what I'm saying with, uh, with, I was because Came from Philadelphia Yeah And then they was looking at me all crazy He but, was out of state too And so fucking We uh, we played uh, We played Tech we played tech for the OAL championship. Leon, yeah. yeah, Leon Poe. And then they had that one dude, that freshman that went to North Carolina. Cute. Yep. Yeah. And we had to beat them. We had to beat them twice. They only had to beat us once. Y'all was that team that had all the little y'all y'all won that year, right? Mm -hmm. That was that, or the year after y'all Tech won that year. Okay. Cause it cause I went one time when y'all ended up winning the OAL championship. It was like yeah, you only had like year. eight people on the damn team. Yeah, it wasn't that year. Yeah, Fucking we uh so we had that game. We had that championship game at the uh, damn. What's that? What's that building by? Um, Henry J. Kaiser. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that big. He was at the building by Laney, right? Yeah. So we beat them the first game, right? And then we had to play them again because y'all was a lower seed. Yeah. yeah. And they only had to beat us once. So the second game they beat us, nigga. After that game, nigga, it was like the biggest riot outside that fucking place. That yeah. shit was crazy. I yeah. never. I was like, God damn, niggas is like. Who's who's y'all sitting there? I'm trying to figure out. Was uh Rod? Rod, yeah. Rod, 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 Rod was your center? Yeah. Rod was uh I forgot he was suspended or something. He he didn't play both games. Oh. He came back uh I think he played the he, I don't know if it was CG. the first game CG or the was on there too, huh? CG. Chris Green. 
I don't know. I don't like dude. CG. That shit was so long ago. I'm saying like Man Man, you know who Man Man is? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know Man Man. man. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, cause that's why He I, was like the he was the starting uh the starting point guard. Yeah. We grew up them like Pat Simone was pulling nothing but like Brookfield, you know, Stonehurst, Elmhurst, like all that, like, mm-hmm. you know, all that in that area. Basically from seventy third all the way to the rest yeah. of East Oakland. Mm-hmm. So you got all them. But the problem with Scalzama is that nobody Nobody went to school. Nobody cared about school. Hell no. Everybody much, said, because it was, it was an open campus. You could just walk on and off the campus as and As much shit. as Miss Jeffries preached to y'all, okay? <laughs> as much as Miss Jeffries preached, Miss Odom, them, they preached Miss Odom, y'all. yeah. <laughs> they yeah, still, Miss, uh, damn, Miss Stoneham, I think her name was. Saying, she had man. a fat ass, too. <laughs> you know you know who that was? <laughs> Young black teacher with a fucking fat yeah. ass. Everybody used to stare at her. No, nah, that's, I mean, because. Miss Flanagan. Because Miss Odom and um and and, and Miss Jeffrey, they taught me in middle school. Uh, like we all went to we we're at King Estate. So when they got that job over there, I always made sure I I used to come to y'all school all the time. I think about it. Yeah, that school was crazy. They always had riots with the uh black people fighting the Samoans. Yeah, it was always the next yeah. fight. You had Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd was. Uh, they they used to have that fucking little store across the street in yeah. the joint. And everybody used to fucking chill in front of that ditch school and shit. And they didn't. I mean, I was, was the only nigga going to school every day. That's weird. They they good ass like, grades they too. Like, they like <laughs> you, you here, you here again today? <laughs> well, you really trying to learn? Huh? You think you go do something? Yeah. They look at you like, man, it's Casablanca, man. They gonna teacher gonna pass you anyway. Yeah. What year did uh, you graduate? I graduated two thousand. Two thousand. So I was a year right before y'all. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm well versed. I already know all everybody in that class. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that's the year. I think Tech won it that year again because mm. we had just came off the nine nine year, went in the the OEL, and we our team was gone. Like, we mm. didn't have nobody else. Mm. Like, our team was horrible. I wanted to go to uh, I wanted to go to El Cerrito High School because yeah. I used to hoop with all them niggas at the uh, Hilltop YMCA, yeah. and them niggas was raw. Yeah, I thought they was raw as fuck. See, that's, so that's why I wanted to go to that school. That's the thing. Back in the day, you couldn't be from Oakland all the way in Richmond. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Like so, if you you got a pass because you was from Philly, <laughs> so you can always say you was from Philadelphia and shit. Uh-huh. Like, but if you was from Oakland and Richmond, you was gonna get tested at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when uh, so after high school, you went to what college again? So after high school, did you go straight to college? No, no. After high school, I, I, I enrolled in Laney College. I went be did one year Laney. In football? In football. Okay. Um, what was your position? A running back. And then um, then I realized that I was stronger than all my damn linemen. They was trash. Mm-hmm. I love them, though. Um, but, you know, and then I ended up switching to defense. But then shortly after that. Um, what were you doing on defense? A cornerback. And safety. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, then I ended up listening. To, I enlisted into the military. Because uh-huh. I felt like I had no discipline to come out Oakland, like I couldn't even. Nigga, so, I was in the military too. Man. So this, this is this is the real shit. I ain't gonna lie. You got kicked out, man. No, no, no. The real shit that happened. <laughs> the real shit that happened to me. I ain't gonna lie. This is what happened. They end up giving me two financial aid checks, right? Uh-huh. So come, you ain't. If I barely even had seven hundred dollars in my pocket at a time, now they give me. I got ten bands. Oh, two at checks the, equal ten bands. Two. Seven hundred seven thousand dollar checks. Okay, damn. And I'm like, I had two night classes. I, I didn't. I don't think I went back to a night class ever again. Mm-hmm. I barely even went to school. So mm-hmm. then after a while, I felt like I was messing up again. So I put myself. I gave myself a red shirt here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm a red shirt myself. 
because I need to get some discipline. I started working at the UPS at, uh, at the Oakland airport. So wait a minute, you you ended up not going into the military? No. And then and then that summer, that summer, this is 2001. This is summer 2001. Uh-huh. I ended up meeting a recruiter at East Mall. Mall ended mm-hmm. up uh, asking me how would I like to make $500 a month, only working two days out the month. Mind you, I'm slaving my ass off at UPS, all them boxes and shit. And, uh, $500 a what? A month. For a only month. Work, for only working two... Mind you, this is so what he was, he was talking about the reserves this or something. This is a reserve, oh, yeah, so he hit me with the reserve. Make way more than that. In so, real so I'm, but I'm not tripping. I'm like, I, I ain't trying to fight no wars. The only war I knew about was Desert Storm because September 11th hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I ain't trying to fight. He's like, I'm an accountant. I'm about to retire. Mm-hmm. So he hooked me up. I ended up being an uh, automated logistics specialist, uh, 92 Alpha, uh-huh. which is basically a supply person. Um, this then, is the army. It's the military. September 11th happened. I'm already ready to go to basic training. I do uh-huh. my training, come back, and then I end up going back to Laney. And from then on, I was just like, I was sharp as a tack, bro. Like I, mm-hmm. I and then I, that's how I was able to kind of like get myself in order and be able to. So you was in the reserves. I was in the reserves. Yeah, okay. Stationed out of Mountain View. You, know? you didn't want to go to like be full time. Hell no. Hell no. I didn't like no. I didn't like the uniform. I didn't like the BDU. I didn't like the class A's. Uh, I ain't like nothing about the military, but the GI Bill. Yeah, uh, you can. I mean, yeah, you can use. Did, were you using it? Hell no, because I ended up getting a scholarship to go to go to. Uh, to you know, go. you can still use it though, right? I know. No, I can't use it anymore. I don't think. Yeah, but, you could. Nigga. That shit don't run out. Uh, I don't know. Check on that. And I think you can get. Yeah, you don't think you can get a VA loan? No, nah, I can't get none of that. Yeah. I think I might be able to use the uh, GI Bill though, but yeah, because if you if you and if you don't use it, your 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 kids, kids can use it. Kids can use it. Yeah, I ain't gonna tell them that. They need to go get a scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> what did you blow the uh, the uh, the financial aid on? Bitches. <laughs> it's like a Oakland nigga. Man, man, we got TGI Fridays. Man, I think any female that was willing, because I didn't have a car, so any female that drove that was willing to go to go out with me, I was tricking. Buying hella ribs and fries, man, huh? Hella ribs, fries, movies. <laughs> man, I was good. It was crazy. Didn't save none of it? Didn't save no Save? What? I had your bows, some <laughs> Steve Madden's, man. You know the them Bose. Steve Madden. I was at the club. I think I had a fake ID. Up in Mingles? Was I at Mingles? Mingles, you didn't even need no ID to get into Mingles. Yeah, Mingles. Yeah, I went to Mingles like twice my whole life. Yeah, I used to always go to Mingles. Um, this was like, I was trying to get into the oak tree with the old heads. Uh-huh. Cause the Raiders is in there, man. You trying, trying to be a <laughs> run boy for them for some coke or some shit. We like, nigga, I just made. <laughs> so when you, uh, <clears throat> so when you were done at Laney, right? Yeah. You that's when you went to uh, Akron. Akron. Yeah. Now how was that transition when you uh, when you first arrived? It was a little weird at first, but the reason why. So initially, were you like homesick? And- no, no, no. I was supposed to go to San Jose State. Me and all my brothers were supposed to go to San Jose State. So it was it, my, me and my brothers, it was three of us. I mean, it was four of us. Mm. And my younger brothers ended up going to McClyman's. They won. They finally beat Skyline. Mm. Good in football. You know, so they had the buzz. They was the, they was a nigga. Yeah. And we was all supposed to go to San Jose State. Somehow, some way, they wanted me to use the GI Bill. My brother flunked out. Everything just didn't go to part. Uh-huh. I found myself with no scholarship. Again, somebody called me that was a that went to Mac. Uh, he was a grad assistant over there. Said that they had a scholarship for me. I went out there recruiting trip. How did they find you? 
Just was like no, from the from the person that was that that went to Laney and went to uh, the Clemens. He was a grad assistant out there. Mm. Yeah, my, my my one of my homies, big homies, and he was just like, bro, we see that you didn't sign with nobody. Coach really like you. What, what's going on? Like you signed with someone. Mm. So is this a D one college? This is a D one college. So <laughs> at the time they had uh, Ben Roethlisberger um, was in yeah. the in the conference. You had uh, Ahmad Bradshaw that played for the. Uh, the Giants, you had uh, uh, Byron Leftwich. Mm. If you ever think about his college game when he got carried, when they was carrying him on the two-minute drill down the field, yeah, that was against us. Um, and then who else? It was Brandon Marshall. I remember playing against him. You know, it, it's, you know, it was the MAC. So mm. it was one of those, like, conferences where they just pushed everybody together, all these look brand-new D1 schools. But yeah. shit, it was lit, though. You were being – Virginia one game, you being Illinois another game. You was be, you the starting? Well, I mean, were you running back when you went there? No, no, I played defensive back defensive at that back. point. I played defensive back uh, <clears throat> my first year. So because I went to the military, I had to go to summer school. Um, I got to camp late. Uh-huh. I didn't do I didn't do the camp. So then they just had me play the nickelback. Um, it was cool. I was it was fun because I, I played my first game like. A week after I showed up to camp, <laughs> mm. you know, so it was just I just kind of already just got right into it, and uh, and yeah, and then that's when LeBron's first year on the Cavs, so it was kind of like you know, it was like I was there, new. Now I see all this new buzz that was. Going Did you go on. to any of the the games? I don't know. I didn't go to no games. No. Cleveland to Akron was like you're maybe Vacaville or some shit. You oh, know, okay. like, you ain't got no car. How you go get there? So what was life on? What was life like uh, uh, at the school? It's just hella, hella, hella. It was just hella girls. It's weird because it's like you know out here because it's bunch sunny, of like white bitches. It was white girls. It's it's Ohio. Ohio it's the Midwest, so you have black inner city, mm-hmm. white suburb, uh, suburb, white suburbs. So when then when they get to school, it's kind of like the blacks stay with the blacks, the whites stay with the whites, mm-hmm. and you have a few that you know kind of cross over, but for the most part. You know, this is that this was a lot of the white people's first time dealing with black people. Yeah. And and black people kind of understanding how white people were anyway. But it was it felt real southern. You know, it felt real southern. Like all the girls from Cleveland shit, they used to always talk with their little <clears> twang. Did you did you experience any uh, racism? No. No. Nah. No white bitches like said nigger to you or something? No, nah, hell no. Nah. It's weird because when you play sports, you don't get that. Mm. Like you the man. Like you. Oh, you. You on the, you travel with the team? Yeah. Oh, like I was getting hella ass, bro. I was, I was man, I was getting so much. It didn't matter. Like I didn't even know who half these people were. This when Facebook first came out, so I'm having like <laughs> ten thousand friends on Facebook, all people from the school that I don't even know, right? Uh-huh. Just because I played on the team, yeah. You know, you just hand out a wristband. It was like it was literally like you hand out a wristband. You hand out like you know those little uh, rubber little bands that used to be on your that we used to wear on our wrist back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you make sure you ain't got nothing on because you know I used to wear them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about them Lance Armstrong, the strong, uh, little strong ones? Yeah, yeah we would have our love them shit. We would have our school ones on. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and that's you was the man when you on campus, and then soon as school, soon as football was over, mm-hmm. it was on to the basketball dudes. They were the ones that was cool. Uh, is it true that uh, you know how when you're on a football team, and then you have those little uh, those girls, right? Who like equipment managers or whatever who run and like spray the water in the mouths on the huddles and shit you know what i'm talking about is it true uh, y'all niggas be fucking them hoes baby you gotta understand you just trying to fuck anybody that's around right because really in your mind you're around dudes when you wake up 
six o'clock in the morning, you go to either film or weightlifting, mm. right? Then you go to like a study table. Then you go to your class. Yeah. And then you go back to like another film or weightlifting. And then two o'clock come, you go to practice for a couple hours and you leave from there. And then you go to child, you like, you just trying to get in any way you can. Now you run all you over there lifting weights. You got all this testosterone. You're like, I'm trying to pound on something. Mm. So sometimes they were the only ones, <laughs> you know, you didn't care. She could look like a loaf of bread, bro. <laughs> you just trying to get your issue in. And most of us had like girlfriends. Most, well, most of them had like girlfriends. Uh. I ain't had no girlfriends. So it didn't matter with me. And I was from out of town, so it was a little easier for me because I had no allegiance to anybody. So. Was there anybody on a team from Oakland besides you? Yeah, my boy Goose, uh, Dwayne, he uh, was from Oakland. He actually went to McClimans. Did we y'all, a- were, were y'all like the closest? Damn. No. Uh, we we <laughs> were cool, though. You know, we were cool. But he was he was part of the uh, the the this crew that had been there for a long time that mm. since freshman. Mm. So he was already kind of like part of that. He lived, they all lived together. Me, I just, I lived with some freshman dude that was down the street. His dad used to. Oh, so they don't uh, have like a fucking house for the football team? No, nah, no. Nah. So because they were juniors and seniors, they didn't have to live on campus. Yeah. Because that was my first year. I had to live on campus. Mm. So my roommate used to try to, he didn't travel. He was on, he was redshirt freshman. Uh-huh. And he would always, like, I would come back from the road. He'd have, like, a whole, but a wall stack that's just, just hella beer, just natty ice. And I'm like, bro, you 18 years. I'm like, you at, you 18 years old. You can't drink. You can't. He, door open. He don't care. He's like, you're 21. I just told, I just told the RA that's, it's yours. I'm like, no. No, nigga, that's college in general, nigga. No, but I'm like, <laughs> as a football player, you gotta make sure. That you don't get put yourself in because here I'm out of state. If I get kicked out of school, what am I'm going back home? Yeah. He can go back to his parents' house. My parents didn't have no house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's pretty much how that was. But you know, it was cool because, you know, cause he um because then halfway through the semester, he ended up moving with his friends in a in a house outside. Mm. So I had the whole dorm to myself. Did you finish uh at that at that college? Technically, <clears throat> yes. But I owe some money. So what were you studying? Communications. Communication? Yeah. That's I, what you were studying at Laney also? Uh-uh. So they have a rule. They always say, your athlete, I mean, your student first, athlete second. Well, nigga, we know that's not true. Right? Because that's why when you say <clears throat> stuff, mm-hmm. you want to say the right thing. But they're telling me, you care to play ball. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what you're here for. So... So you weren't even going to class, huh? I was basically my first semester. They threw me into hell of shit. I didn't. I think I took like a fucking marketing class, a business. Like I think I took a class on caves, like caves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it was le- basket weaving, and like yeah, this, this some shit, like easy shit. Yeah, yeah, this shit exists, right? Yeah. You know, but I did have to take statistics. You mm-hmm. know, I did have to take English. You know, which was cool, but you know, I did write my papers, but I did have some help. Did you? <laughs> Do you feel like you uh, regret not taking the schooling part uh, more serious? Of course. I mean, when you look up and you've been you know, removed from school for so long and then you see the opportunity that they have out here and you're like, man, I was that close. Mm-hmm. Right. And you used to hear all everybody talking about student loans and mm-hmm. forgiveness. I'm like, damn, I didn't have to pay nothing. Yeah. You know, they would get basically get me. I was getting Pell Grant and scholarship. Mm hmm. 
I was basically like being on unemployment now, how people are on unemployment now, mm-hmm. making way more money than they did. That's basically I was getting paid to just drink yeah. alcohol <laughs> and play ball. Mm. But that's that was college, though, you know, in this Midwest. So it's like it ain't nothing. I mean, you was in towns where they couldn't even serve alcohol on Sundays. Mm. You know, it was like that. Like, I didn't know what townships and junctions were, and, yeah. you know, and, all these highways and routes, and I didn't know. I just knew it was. I called it freeway or freeway. <laughs> so when you, uh, what brought you when you finished there? What brought you back to California? Shit, it was just time to go. It was time to go, man. You know, it's like I felt like I wore out my welcome. <laughs> yeah, and then it no part of you wanted to stay on the East Coast or no, it did or cause, anything. Because what ended up what really ended up happening? I ended up fathering two kids out there. Mm-hmm. So I tried to stay out there as long as possible. I didn't, I had Jerry Springer moments, like you the father, like, you know, you like where I know you from old girl be like, you remember at the frat party be like, huh? You know, it's like those moments. So they were really your kids. Yeah. So I got two kids. <laughs> I got two kids out there. Uh, Damn. I didn't know that. 14, uh, about to be 14 and 15 this summer. Okay. Yeah. And they, they still live out there with the same chick. Nah, hell no. Two different, two, two different, different ones. Yeah, they good kids. Good kids. One is um, hooping, real, real tough, mm-hmm. and the other one is uh, is uh, in a STEM program. Want to be an engineer, play football. Okay. So one just called me today. Said he wanted to play football. He because he, he never played football. Uh-huh. Now he wants to play football in high school. I say play quarterback. Be like that Okuda, that Okuda kid. <laughs> <laughs> so you still cool with the with the big moms? I mean, we were never really. We were never really like friends like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was like a one night stand, or like a month, a month, you know. Like, but then it's kind of once you leave and then you not knowing that you got kids, you forget about it. So you left. You didn't find out uh, you had kids out there until after you left. I knew I had one kid. I mm-hmm. tried to stay around for him. Mm-hmm. Shit just wasn't working out. So I'm like, I'm gonna go home. You know, we not together. You yeah. good? Okay, cool. Like, here's my number. I promise I'm not I'm, I'm not going to be too far. <laughs> right. But she had her own stuff going on and everything. And then my second one, I didn't find out until I traveled back a few times. And mm-hmm. then I ended up not finding out about that. Took the little DNA test in the parking lot, bro. Came back 99.9%. That's your kid. I was like, whoa. Been paying child support ever since. So, you know, so it was kind of like, okay, let me slow down. Let me try to make sure. And then, then, you know, then you realize like how much damage you did and then you don't have nothing to show for it. But kids like, Mm. you know, it's kind of like, damn, I didn't get my degree. I played Mm. sports, but, you know, sports is gone. Like when the coaches tell you, like, get it, get your education. Like you don't really understand that until you until you remove from the situation uh-huh. and then you're like dang like i should have took more better advantage of that so so how many kids do you have in total i have four kids four kids yeah i got um a six-year-old and a 20-month-old mm. yeah well my wife yep my <laughs> wife <laughs> been married uh going on four years november been together 11 so at first okay i wasn't i didn't believe in marriage mm. i thought it was just document <clears throat> so what changed just life life it's no you still don't believe in that shit nah for real nah it's crazy because i i started really valuing the family aspect of it mm-hmm. you know because you look around you see other people like 
You know, men, we are inspired by other men, right? Yeah. We see other men doing something and it's like, yeah, we want to do it. But mm-hmm. then it's like, how can I do it? So when you start asking the right questions and you start putting being, putting yourself in the right position, you know, that the whole marriage thing, like when you're working with old, old men, mm-hmm. they're like, never get married. I'm still paying for it now. I got to pay this. I got to work till I'm 60 something just so I can, you know. Yeah. And then you get the, you get the ones that's real humble mm-hmm. and you see how like the wife is always right type deal. Which is hard for black men because we want to yeah. be right. Yeah. But it, it's their show. <laughs> how does, um, how has fatherhood, uh, changed you? Yeah. Fatherhood has changed me a lot because then, like, the same thing being in Ohio, I wasn't around those kids. Mm-hmm. They're mine. They look just like me. Yeah. But I'm not there every day. So that, um, resentment that, you know, that you feel like you just feel like, this is a second chance. So you try to do everything, everything right. And just be there for your kids. And which is good. Cause it's like, they getting a better me. Mm-hmm. So then, that's why having kids when you're young, it's like you, you're young, you don't really know. And yeah. it's not like I was from Ohio. So it's not like you can just, I can come out there and see my family. I'm only literally going out there to see them, mm-hmm. not the mamas, <laughs> just those kids. So it's like, It'd be odd sometimes when you communicate with the parent. With the, with the you never went out there and like slipped up and y'all fucked again or something no, like no. that. No, no. Never again. <laughs> never again. You know, no, but it's not that. But you know, they because both of them end up getting married afterwards. Okay. So you know, my kids were the oldest, eldest of their, you know, of their family, which was had different dads. So mm. it's kind Have of they like, met your other kids? Their other siblings? They met the the baby. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the, my uh, my six year old. Yeah. But so they they, they've been out here to California. My oldest has my the other one hasn't. Okay. Yeah, but we usually go out there once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife has been out there. They everybody met together. I had my whole little you know my little modern family moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they all sang me happy birthday. So Where'd you meet your wife? Facebook. 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 Yeah, she was thirsty all in my DMs, man. You mm. know, because you know when you live in that bachelor life uh, around. What, oh, four, oh, five, I ended up moving to Vegas. So, you know, mm-hmm. and then now I'm out there just, you know, doing what everybody, every, everybody does when they move to Vegas. <clears throat> they, that's from Oakland. Yeah. You know, I'm in the streets, you know, trying to make stuff work. And then I had an epiphany at that time, like, okay, is this the life that I really want to live? End up coming back. And um, it was what, September, September 1st, 2009. Mm-hmm. I came back to the Greyhound. Had a long thought, took the Greyhound, and, um, and that night we hung out, and we've been hanging yeah, out ever since. <clears throat> Did you guys go through it like a nasty breakup at one point? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It was, it was well, well documented on Facebook. Yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, <laughs> I was in his feelings that later you know, that night. I figured that, you know, I mean, people, subscri- Facebook is a subscription, right? You subscribe to it, right? Yeah. So if you press a like button or the ad button, like, and I offer this stuff to you. Uh, like, I'm not just going to offer you the good. I'm going to offer you the bad, too. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Because, you, you know, you got Facebook detectors. They're going to find out anyway. <laughs> but, you know, it was nothing. But, uh, you know, we were we were at that that maybe like that, what, that seven-year mark or six-year mark where it was kind of like, do you really want to do this? Do you really want, you know, that? Mm-hmm. And we, we had different train of thought like on how we want to live our life so you know as a man you just kind of stepped back a little bit you yep. know went to vegas kind of hung out 
you know, I wasn't doing nothing too crazy. You know, it was really, I just kind of <clears throat> pooped and ran and basically I just put myself into like a little, little resort real quick. And then, you know, what'd you guys break up for? Just dip, just a difference in opinion. Yeah. So she, she basically, can you, is it true to say that she basically changed you for the better? Yeah. I'm like, we changed each other, <clears throat> but we, we've grown together. Uh huh. Cause it's hard to find, like when you, when you're an adult, you got to understand you've been living your life a certain way for mm. you. Yeah. And then you end up being with another adult that's been living their life a certain way for them. Mm. Now it's not about, it's not about trying to change each other. Now it's just trying to, you know, it's, it's a tug of war at times, but you just really want to build. You want to build, take your, both your foundations and build on top of it. Yeah. So I don't want to change her for who she is. Yeah. I want to stop spending a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? I want to stop buying hella coffee that she don't drink. But, mm. you know, but it's a lot of stuff that she want me to change too, but we compromise. Yeah. Just being adults, you know? And when you're young, you don't really understand how to deal with adversity like that. Mm. But when you get older, you like, and then the kids get involved. And, oh, you're like, uh, okay, you win. Mm-hmm. Live, to, live to fight another day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, I mean, you plan on having more kids? Nah, nah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I wanted, I wanted, truth be told, I wanted 12 kids. 12? I wanted my, my mom to laugh at me all the time because she said, you still want those 12 kids? Like, exactly. like, no, I wanted 12 kids. But thing is, I want 12 kids by 12 different women. <laughs> I was in the hood. I was in the street. I thought I was going to be in the NFL. I just wanted hella kids. Uh-huh. Carry on the legacy. Shit. Know? I mean, 12 kids, one of them motherfuckers going to get famous. That's what I'm saying. It's like the law. Average, the ratio, but. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was kind of like that. I wanted to be on one of them draft specials and shit. Mm-hmm. Behind the whole family over there. None of them looked the same. <laughs> <laughs> you got pink kids, Skeeters over here, Doug. You got hella. So that was my goal. I don't know. I was a little different, man. Mm-hmm. I just wanted, because I, I love women. Like growing up, that's all I heard was yeah. get the women. Was it hard for you to change that mentality? Like to be faithful and shit. Demons, bro. Demons. Uh, it's real demons. Like you know, you sometimes you just you. It'll be like a whiff of a perfume or something, or just a scene in the movie that you was just mm. before Netflix. You was you know blockbuster and chill and shit. You know you might get a scene <laughs> from a movie. You like damn, like I'm around this pound and such and such to this shit. You right there with your wife. Be like yeah, yeah. Like to change that shit. Let's change. Let's watch something else, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know these demons, but that you, but you gotta accept them. You mm. gotta, you know, you have to just move yeah. forward with them. You just can't act on them shit. Nah, but I, I put myself in position. I don't. I, my goal is to try not to put my, put myself in least amount of position as possible to do those type of things. Mm. So I go to work. I try to work as close to home as possible, mm. so I don't have that time. Yeah, I try. We have one car, right? Mm. You know, like she has my password everything like mm-hmm. i tried to make sure i don't do nothing wrong mm-hmm. right and, you know i mean well you know what i mean saying there's that's true but you know there's some girls just try to find anything you know i'm saying uh, i mean if you give them that you yeah. gotta give it back you know it's been times where i've been pushed up on and you know i'll be like oh yeah have a nice day mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but i'm always that and then too when you when i talk to women I always give them a story about my relationship. Like, yeah. oh yeah, my, I mean, my wife told me something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, my wife has those shoes. Like, 
when you feel them pressing on a little bit, you, yeah. you just throw her in there. They be like, yeah. I'm trying to look at you. Yeah, and it's crazy because she's Japanese, so you know, especially with the sisters, like they'll see her and they be like, "Why the fuck you with her?" You know, mm-hmm. I get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Now I get a lot of that, but you know, I mean, shit, love is blind. It is, man, because I <clears throat> I never had a girlfriend before, and then mm-hmm. now I'm married with kids, and, yeah, and, and living this monogamous life. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I don't want that life, but you know what I'm saying? It ain't, I, it ain't for everybody. Ain't, yeah, the damn show ain't for everybody. No, but I always, I always tell her, I say, if you leave me, I'm, I'm never get, I'm never in a relationship again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard work. It's hard mm-hmm. work to go from not having to answer any questions and like nothing to just what do you want to eat? It's just every night, it's just a <laughs> struggle. <laughs> like you figure it out. Yeah, I'll eat what I eat. You eat what you eat tonight. Is that cool? Mm. Great. So you, uh, uh, looking at your like Facebook and Instagram shit, I see that you used to do dabble in a lot of things, right? Yeah. So you used to do photography, correct? Yeah. What happened with that? Uh, shit. Uh, I just I dabbled in it to begin with, just so I could uh I could just have an income hobby. Mm-hmm. So my father-in-law used to always tell me, you know, uh, make your just get an income hobby, make something that you you love doing, yeah. you know, profitable for you. So uh, when I was I had my first my my daughter, my six year old, I just ended up buying a camera, and I tried to. And my goal was to cut the middleman out. Mm-hmm. Like I want to take my pictures, I can take them anytime I want, any way I want. Yeah. You know? So I always tried to cut the middleman out. So I just started learning. And just put it in the bag. Mm-hmm. So now my daughter knows how to deal with camera. My wife knows how to do it. My 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 stepson know how to do it with camera. My, all my kids know how to, they know, you know, everything there is to know about, about mm-hmm. photography. At least I passed that down. Did you uh I mean you don't do it anymore, right? No, nah, I'm I just do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And then like I call myself uh, an uncle with a camera, right? Yeah. So I don't want to feel like I'm charging you. I don't wanna really want to charge you. Yeah. I just really want to create these memories, help you create these memories for yourself. Uh-huh. So really I just shoot my friends. Mm-hmm. I shoot friends and family if they want to be shot. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna be like, hey, you wanna take this right here? Mm-hmm. So it just sometimes even with my daughter, like she don't she'd be like, Oh, pictures again, dad. You know, it's it's it's, it's like that. It's like you have Family that's into religion, and you gotta go to church. Like, oh, I gotta go yeah. to church on Thursday. You know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like that. So I still take pictures all the time. So uh, I see that you are getting into gardening. Uh, getting into it. <laughs> I mean, you I got a bunch of plants and shit, right? I did. A, I did. I I interned at a landscaping uh, for a city uh, one time. I just got into landscaping mm-hmm. you know, to be closer to home. It paid. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but really, I was just the the muscle to take these big ass tree trunks and pull them into the lift mm-hmm. truck or whatever. But then I ended up getting trained on, you know, soils and, you know, and natives and stuff like that. So with this COVID stuff going on, the only thing that was open was nurseries and yeah. Home Depot. Yeah. So we just, you know, found a, a positive way to spend the stimulus check. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you uh, passionate about? Um, I mean, I just, I just try to build you know, my whole goal is building right now. Mm-hmm. Just try to create my own, you know, uh, educating myself uh-huh. so that I can educate my my, my kids. Yeah. So, you know, try to give them as a head as much of a head start as possible. Yeah. Now, did you watch the the last dance? 
I watched episodes all the way to to uh to I, yeah, my last one was eight. So I haven't watched nine and ten yet. No, nah. What do you think about it so far? I mean, it's cool. I mean, are you a, were you a Jordan fan growing up? I was. I mean, you had to appreciate Jordan. You knew what, like me, I knew what Jordan was about. Mm-hmm. He was about hard work. He was about winning. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, I don't know. I like Barkley. I used to love my favorite basketball player of all time is Dennis Rodman. And mm-hmm. when he, from the Spurs, when he started kicking and putting the towel over the head, I don't know what it was, but yeah. that was one of my favorite. That was my favorite basketball player of all time. Dennis mm-hmm. Rodman. I had my hair dyed in high school. I used to wear the Rodmans. I, my mom only goes, she said, do not pierce your eyebrow. I'm like, I'm not pierce my eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I used to have green hair, blonde hair, everything. Wow. Dennis Rodman was my guy. Uh, but yeah, but it's, I mean, you, you kind of know business out of it, all that stuff. And Jordan was just, you know, he went to North Carolina. Come on. Mm-hmm. Crying out loud. Like he wasn't no slouch coming out. Yeah. You know, he just had to face better teams coming up. And when it was his turn, mm-hmm. and they made sure Pippen was there. You know, the ref was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but LeBron can never get that, man. They tried to, but he's just not that. He's just not that person. Do you think uh, <clears throat> black athletes, um, how can I say this? Do you think black athletes owe it to black people to speak up on uh, issues? No. Nah, if it's not in you, then it's just not in you. No. You know, we're all raised different. I mean, so it's kind of like when Jordan was dealing with what he's dealing with, he just like, hey, I'm out of it. Like, mm-hmm. But LeBron is a different person, right? Yeah. He speaks up on everything. And some people don't like that he speaks up on everything. You mm-hmm. know, and so you're never going to please both, you know, everybody. So if it's up to you, if you feel that it, that it touches you in such a way, mm-hmm. then, you know, so be it. You know, pol- politics, especially like, you, you don't, that's on, that's your decision, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, the violence and, you know, and the, and, the, and the racial tension and, you know, police brutality. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, I feel like you, if if you're not speaking out about it, then, you know, then that pretty much puts you into, I'm just here for my money type. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But how can you, we don't have an opportunity to listen to everybody, right? We get on Twitter, it's 100,000 comments on there. We're not going to go through all of them, mm-hmm. but let that celebrity say something that's going to be the First thing that's up the top. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? So a lot of them just stay out of it because they can never shut that off. Mm-hmm. Once they say something, it's theirs. Everybody knows it, right? So yeah. they, when they have to speak on it, they make sure that they, you know, they have to come correct. Have you ever said anything or made a statement uh, and and regretted it? Uh, I don't. Know. I'm not talking about just like talking. I'm talking about where where you put it out in the world. No, no, no. And that people can like look up. No, I don't regret anything. I mean, we make decisions <clears throat> on the time. Uh-huh. So, you know, certain stuff that we all, you know, could wish that we could take back, but we can't. So mm-hmm. you, how can you regret something that's, you know, that's etching somebody's memory? Like, that's mm-hmm. how they're going to perceive you from now on until you do something else to, you know, send a change that perception. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you can say stuff. You be up at late night on Facebook. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Do you did you hear about that? Uh, read this happened recently. There was a white girl. She was rapping. Uh, 
little baby's uh song or something and she said the word she was rapping a song but when you know uh, we yeah. say nigga and shit yeah. she she said that too when she was rapping a song and then um like it got it went viral and now everybody's like talking shit about it do you think um i mean we we give the first thing that the constitution is freedom of speech right mm-hmm. first amendment right it's a word yeah right of course, it oppressed us, if we, but we switched it around, and they listen to our music. They listen. They watch us under the microscope, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if they are constantly streaming, 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 and you get money, 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 and now you tell them that they can't. Have you been to these concerts, these Kanye concerts, and these other concerts? Yeah, it ain't. It's we look like little specks in there. It's nothing but edge. <laughs> Everybody else in Especially that. Especially Travis Scott concert. Man, you feel me? It's like, but that's the thing. So they feel like that they subscribe to the artist enough that they can say that word. So mm. gotta, I don't. Yeah, first of all, I don't really give a fuck. Because yeah. first of all, every they every white person says that shit behind closed doors yeah. it's when they're when the when a song comes on they're, they 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 don't they're not, not they're not singing the lyrics and then when the song when that word comes they just stop. And then start rapping again when it's over. You know what I'm saying? See, that's they the, always say that shit. See, we 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 give it too much power. We give it yeah, too much power. Gives a fuck nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Right now, like we like if you think about everything that's happening, you know, in society right now, we're the only ones still talking about what we owe, right? Yeah. Instead of changing it for the future, for the better, we're not changing anything. In the future. Mm-hmm. Every hood that you go to. I guarantee you, they're gonna know how to break down a blunt. They're gonna know how to smoke. They're gonna know how to do whatever, right? You yep. know what I'm saying? They they rapping, boom, boom, right? <clears throat> Why can't we put that energy and effort into you know into something else? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's in San Francisco right now. Who making a killing? Just putting windows in tall buildings. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to show up on time. You mm-hmm. got to make sure that you don't kill yourself and you don't kill your coworkers. Mm-hmm. But you know, but if you high or if you can't drug, pass a drug test, yeah. You know, AC Transit is pretty much all of Oakland. The drivers is just <laughs> it's every, but most of them are women. Why? Because they can not smoke weed and drive a bus. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, it's just the mentality. And most of them are fat as shit too. You try to sit down for fat. ten hours a day. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Snacking <laughs> on tortillas and shit. <laughs> so do you think uh like you were saying hoods, right? You go to every hood and shit, everything is uh relative. But do you think why do you think uh black people feel like the only way out the hood is sports or uh entertainment. Like yeah, or entertainment or rapping. How come they don't think like, oh, math, I mean science, chemistry, whatever? Because it's boring. Mm-hmm. If you ask any kid right now what's their favorite subject, they're going to tell you art, history, you know, um, social studies, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the two main subjects that you need is math, critical thinking, mm-hmm. and English, comprehension. So if you can read a book and comprehend it, you can teach yourself anything, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you're good at math, that means you're good at problem solving. So why do you think we don't like it? It's because it just takes that little bit of effort. And it's our parents, because our parents don't know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most of these most <clears throat> of these other parents, they 
like think about like the average white person. The dad works, mom stays at home, but mom is really, you know, a librarian or, you know, was was a was passion was trying to be a school teacher. So she teaches her kids. So by the time they go to school, they already know all the answers because mom is already and then the way that the parents talk, they already speak that English language, right? So that's it. Yeah, I, I mean I do think it's more uh on the parents that, uh, uh, that we think black people think this way because I'm gonna give you a scenario. So let's say you have a, you have a son, right? Yeah. <clears throat> there's a black family and then there's a white family. They both have a son. As soon as that kid is born on the black side, they're gonna put a basketball in his hand yeah. or a football in his hand. Favorite they're gonna put him, they're gonna put, <laughs> they're gonna put him in a, uh, on a team or whatever. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, you gotta make the high school team, blah, yeah. blah, blah. White white kids, same son, same household. They're gonna put that kid in like band, yeah. music classes, fucking uh, I don't know, like a- acting, thespian, yeah. or some shit. Yeah. So I do think it's the parents. Parents need to start putting their like sports is not the end all be all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's exactly. the. I think it's so popular because it's quick. Like it's so quick to fucking. It's quick and it's easy because you know I mean black people were were believe it or not, I mean it's just a scientific fact that we're fucking bigger, we're stronger, faster, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we I mean obviously make better athletes. Yeah. But but we make better workers too. So mm-hmm. think about slavery in general. Slavery was the first form of technology for white people. They found out that they could do less work and get more accomplished if they have these strong people that don't really speak this language, if we can turn them into to animals and just tell them, teach them one thing, mm-hmm. basically that's your iPhone. If every time you press so part on the screen, it's going to do one thing. So that's the slave mentality. You that's what they tell you. If you look at technology, it's just you know you turn it's a slave, right? Yeah. So that's what the that's what they've done, right? And it's basically been the same way since then. But look, now when you think about just Projects and suburbs. When you're in the projects, you live up. You look outside, maybe a little place to walk, maybe a basketball court. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? A little park bench. Suburbs, you look outside, driveway, but guess what's but right there? A garage. Most of the time, baby boomers, what they have, they had garages with tools in it. Mm-hmm. So now they just teaching their kids on a Saturday, ride their little big wheel outside, but dad's out there working on the car. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so now they, at least they even know what the basic tools are. Right? Yeah. So now they can at least go and fix somebody else's bike or be a handyman and make some money. Mm-hmm. But what we going to do, we just going to, you know, ask somebody else to give me a job at the local store or somewhere because we don't know how to do any of this stuff. And it's discouraging. And you rarely see a park in the suburb. Believe it or not. If, if it is, it's behind a whole bunch of trees and it's like yeah. a community center on top of it. But their park, I mean, if they have a park in the suburb, it's not like a park like in the hood. Parks in the hood, basketball courts, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's basically it. Yeah. Parks in the suburbs. Jungle are, like, gyms. Are, I mean, shit, not even that. They'll probably just, it's just like a field of grass yeah, like, and a grass, bench. They can kite and walk and yeah. trails. Picnics and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... But that's the but that's what you know our mentality. We don't we're not trained to see those things. We're not trained to understand you know that divide. We mm-hmm. trained to say look at our skin and say this skin is 
different than yours. Yeah, when we we've been taught to marginalize everything that we see, we put everything in a box. Yeah. So when you look at a car, you say, okay, that car is that. When you look at a plate of food, you're like, oh, that place is that. We look mm-hmm. at a girl with a big booty, you're like, that, yeah, okay, that booty is that, right? <laughs> but you know, but now you look up. Remember, white girls didn't have no ad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at a lot of these senioritas too. They they mamas don't have no ass, right? <laughs> they got this ass in the front, but they don't have it in the back. But mm-hmm. their daughters do. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like everybody is now starting to get that, you know, that Kim Kardashian. So now it's like it sucks because a black woman mm-hmm. is smart as hell. Mm-hmm. Right? They're the ones driven. I see so many black women, college kids doing the whole grind. Right, yep. have them do it, and they get up there, and now they gotta pull the black man up because we're not there with them. Yeah, we don't have no skill, no trade, no no education, no nothing. And then, you know, now what they do now, that's pretty much they raising bitter black men because now the black the kids are listening to them talk to their friends about mm. how these nothing ass niggas ain't doing. You know, <laughs> so. why do you think uh, so many athletes? have uh white wives availability mm. yeah because when you st- you want to go back to the hood but you know you can't because now when you go back to the hood you don't have to either give or they're gonna take you know mm-hmm. what I mean? then you don't trust the girls because they didn't been around the block mm-hmm. that is one now didn't been with every person that had money in the hood yeah so if you didn't build with one, already come in with one, it's kind of hard to go back. So now this white woman gets you into the building, right? Mm-hmm. Understands how your money works. You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff. Take care. And it's just humbling, right? It's no arguments. You're not being called, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not, none of that. You're not being belittled. You're like being in an interracial relationship, you don't get the same, you get a different level of respect because she knows she's different. And you know you're different and she's different, so y'all respect each other on that level. Yeah. But if you've been through the same struggle that I've been through, as soon as adversity hit, we're gonna both go to the same level. We're gonna say, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck you, fuck you, bitch, bitch, bitch. Oh, look, it's over. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Go fuck that bitch around the corner then. I know mm-hmm. you like her. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. So when the white one, they like, oh, it's okay, just just go to Vegas with your friends. <laughs> you know, they're like, I know I'll go to my mom's, you know, like they'll, they'll do stuff like that, but it's a different level the way that they talk to you. Mm-hmm. Not saying that all of them are, but you do have some sisters who, who understands it, you know, yeah. who's been coerced in it. So they understand it, but it's just, you know, it's availability at that time too, mm-hmm. because a lot of sisters ain't there. They're not at these uppity clubs. <laughs> so then yeah. They're not, they're not, you know, pleasing you early, like on first nights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, but a lot of it is just availability. Like you you basically want to get your rocks off and uh-huh. then it kind of just goes from there and then you start realizing how much you got in common and then it's yeah. like, you know, you're like, hold on. You like Tupac too? Like they start rapping the whole shit <laughs> verbatim because they didn't have the the, the, the the CD or tape depending on how you are, uh-huh. A-track, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think, um, or why do you think uh, so many like black athletes end up being like broke and shit after their career is over? Because everything, because when you have money, like money, remember, 
When I had that financial aid, I had yep. a little 10 beds. Mm-hmm. Everybody got money. Mm-hmm. I had 10000 I didn't know what ten thousand was. I just know I had still had money in my pocket after I stopped <laughs> after I finished giving, right? <laughs> but I didn't make it back. Uh-huh. So when you give, 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 you're not making it back. As soon as that career over, now you didn't bought somebody a house that you've been paying the note on. You know what I'm saying? You didn't, you know what I'm saying, got this, you know, paying all this money and child support. It is cheaper to keep her. Child support mm-hmm. takes a lot of our money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of that is number one. You don't get that back. On paper, you made X amount of money because they can that shit after taxes. Mm-hmm. So she get a bump <laughs> in hers, but she's still on section eight or whatever because See, that's why you should uh I mean that's why you should uh always be cool with your your BM. It's impossible. Because if you have a cool BM, you treat that girl like she's even though y'all not together, most girls won't even put you on child support. See, some of it is not even about the girl. Some of it is about the situation the girl's in. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Well, if you got enough kids, you don't have enough money to put them in daycare by yourself. Mm-hmm. You ask the state to help you with daycare. Guess what? They're going to ask where their daddy is. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So that's what they do? Oh, yeah. A lot of people on, 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 on child support because... They daddy because they because the state enforced because the it. state enforced it right. right. Then you have some people who just you know like because you you didn't ran off with you know with her. I'm never gonna let that settle, and I know how much money you get, you get. And then t- today you come over and you acting funny about your money, mm-hmm. or you want you want to smash. You know what I'm saying? Like and yeah. just well, I can get the money. It's all different type of scenarios. So they like, nah, we just gonna do this by the book, mm-hmm. or you don't bring this kid back on time like you trying to keep them and hold them because uh, it's a whole bunch of scenarios but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of the reasons why you know what i'm saying i haven't crossed that bridge yet. Uh, i mean having kids is a blessing don't get me wrong they are a blessing yeah. right but they are you know saying the it's the most expensive investment you will ever make in your life right yeah. and it's and in my opinion more like from my experience, it's always better to have multiple than to have one. Because multiple that, kids? Multiple kids. If you can have multiple with the same person, kudos. That's the way you do it. Because what's going to end up happening is that you're going to teach responsibility to both of them. Mm-hmm. One's going to have it from a bigger brother, big sibling perspective. One's going to have it from younger. Mm-hmm. They're going to teach them sacrifice. They're going to teach them how to share just in general. Right? Uh-huh. One's going to crawl faster. One's going to, you know, grow up fast. It's just stuff like that. And then, you know, you can always have them play together. So now you don't have to just be running around trying to find play dates and do all this other stuff. Yeah. You can just have your family with you and y'all do it that way. Was it your intention to have uh, your two most recent kids um, that quickly so there won't be a big age gap between the you two? You know what's crazy? We, we, me and my wife, we tried a little, maybe like about two years after we had um our daughter and it didn't happen mm. and we just kind of just left it alone but then we started going to disneyland i'm gonna tell you straight up we started going, started to, disneyland. going to disneyland we started going to disneyland we was just having fun you know just stuff life was just we just both were vibing real well and so what you started having sex more no, or we just we disneyland already just gave having a little sex but it was just weird like you know you know how you know, like your energy just different you know when you just not thinking like when you trying to do make something work Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm trying to make it work. You banging it. Yeah. Like, you don't supposed to do that. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you just turn it a certain way. 
You know, you just, you like, oh, let me just put my, my baby over here. Let me just put this on top. You know, maybe this plant will grow up here. I'll just put it. And you go over, you sing to it. You know, and all yeah. of a sudden it's just start. And that's pretty much what happened. So we were blessed with a, uh, with a baby boy, you know, mm-hmm. and he's, you know. He's he's in there. He's over there. Yeah, he's super funny. Are you a uh, what type of father? Are you like a, a disciplinarian? I'm both. I'm both because my my wife isn't a disciplinarian at all. Mm. Yeah, so I have to be disciplinarian, and then I have to be like the big teddy bear at the same time. Because mm. at the same time, when you think about it, I'm the only, I'm the first black person that my daughter really see. My my dad's not here. My brothers they all you know around the Bay Area. So yeah, every day she come home. My daughter sees me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, make sure that she understands that there's compassion, there's love, you know, in all colors. She call herself tan. She don't even, I've never had the conversation with her about She doesn't her. say I'm black? No. She says she, she just looked at her because her skin color is tan, right? Does she know she's black? She knows that her daddy is African American. That's what she called me, right? Mm-hmm. And she knows the story. She started kindergarten. So now she's starting to learn like Martin Luther King, you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. now the conversation is starting to happen. But she would draw me. She uh, you know how you get those uh, those Ken dolls, the Barbies. Yeah. Yeah. So she would uh, any black doll that she gets. That's a man. Mm-hmm. She call it Daddy Ken or Daddy something. So any. Uh-huh. so you see what I'm saying? So she knows that I'm black. She knows that. And she knows that she is not. Japanese fully, you know what I'm saying? So she, mm-hmm. so we just kind of, my way of teaching is I don't even want her to choose. I just want her to be her. And then when a conversation comes about, then we'll have that conversation. Yeah. Because you try to tell them early in life, then she might not understand it right now. So I'm not even trying to wrap and get her head wrapped around, you know, the left mm-hmm. and the right. I just want her to just, just have fun and be a kid. Uh, have you heard uh, about that Dwayne Wade uh, shit with his uh, son? Yeah. So for the the listeners who don't know about this story, Dwayne Wade has a son, and I think he is how old is this nigga? He's he like, like twelve or thirteen or something like that. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, well, he's young as fuck. And basically, <laughs> his son. Now, mind you, this kid is very young. He's like. 12 years old probably was 11 when it really started <laughs> he uh he um considers himself uh i think to be a woman or something like that mm-hmm. and well transgender basically and he came out as a he said he I'm, I'm i'm not a man anymore i'm a i'm a, I'm a girl and he uh changed his name i forgot what he changed his yeah, name too but uh there was a big backlash in the media saying Basically saying that a kid, that kid is too young to, to even know, you know what I'm saying? To even know that, you know what I'm saying? Cause his brain, first of all, his brain is not developed yet. Mm-hmm. So how, and then how can you expect a kid that young? And then what, 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 what if he turns like 18 and then he, his whole mind changes? So Boosie was like, yeah, you, that's <laughs> little Boosie was like, no, don't fucking um, don't do a sex change on that kid because he's too fucking young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and then everyone was like talking shit about Boosie because he said that. But I mean, I'm a hundred percent. What's your uh, no, what's your opinion? I agree on that? with it because it's just it's hard. You got to put yourself in Dwayne Wade's shoes. He's a public figure, right? Okay. So he he's been living his life. 
um, publicly for for a long time. Well, fuck that. Fuck the way. Let's. But I'm, how would you? How would you handle that situation? So me handling the situation. If it was your kid, your son. Uh, we we not having it. You see what I'm saying? Like we gonna we gonna talk this out a little bit more. I'm gonna be over there talking to you the whole time. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give my kid no fellatio <laughs> like Boosie did <laughs> and go force him. But at the same time, I'm, we gonna have these conversations because. Um, because so when you say conversation, are you gonna be like try to be like, no, you're you're a, you're a man, you're a boy. You don't want to. You don't want to. You never want to force a kid to think either way. You want to let them try to give them as much information so that they can decide for themselves, mm-hmm. right? That kid only knows what's around him and what they see on social media. So that now we have a bigger problem when uh-huh. it comes to raising kids because we're not raising our kids with just our just our our, our way of thought. Mm-hmm. They're getting sidetracked by social media, their friends, like they can get on their phones, tablets, anything, and search whatever. Yeah. Right? If yeah. they don't have restrictions on you, do you think that the Wayne Wade's child had restrictions on theirs? No, they probably he's probably a smart kid, right? Yeah. Did his homework, had his tutor, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you can go in there and you dancing, you got the girls, you know, you over here shake your butt a certain way. You like, oh, oh, and this might be better for you. It might he might resonate with that at the time. Mm-hmm. Prime example, I have a friend, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe about a year ago, came out, the girl said the the, the daughter. Said that she was laughing. She was 14 years old. Man, that's not a big deal. Right? But see, she says she was a lesbian. But we like, how you a lesbian? You ain't never experienced anything else yet. Yeah. So don't say you're a lesbian. Just if you don't like men right now, let that be your choice. Mm-hmm. But don't go out and say you're a lesbian, right? Because you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't been with hella lesbians in my lifetime. Yeah. And they marry with kids <clears throat> right now. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because these are choices you make, right? So, to this day, right now, she's pregnant. They thought at the whole time they thought she was left. Now she's pregnant at 15 years old. Yeah. Because now she experienced that man for the first time. Mm-hmm. Now she's not a lesbian no more. See what I'm saying? I mean, well, that's the, besides the point. I mean, the, the 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 real problem is she's pregnant at 15. She's pregnant at 15. So it's like. I can be a lesbian or I can have kids. See, who knows? She might go back to being a lesbian, you know, later on in life. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that as as adults, we've already walked that path. We've already know, we know what puberty meant to us. We know how, how what high school felt like. You know, all we can do is try to give our kids as much information as possible. So with Dwayne Wade's kid, of course, is he there all the time? You would think not. Right. He just got him like a couple of years ago from the custody battle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now now the kids in L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. In Miami, <laughs> wherever you want. I think they were there in L.A. Right. Gosh, I think so. So you see what I'm saying? So now you in Hollywood Hills. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, and now it's different type of stuff that happens over there. Mm-hmm. This is suburbia to the 10th power because mm-hmm. you come with money. You come with help. You come with everything. That's, that's Magic Johnson's son. That's, yeah. Snap fingers and shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. And you see Magic Johnson's son, right? Yeah. And it's like, think about this. Like, that LBG, that alphabet movement hit hard. And then you, but trying to explain this shit to kids, when you explain stuff to kids, they can only give you a yes or no, a right or wrong. They can only go left or right. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to reason yet. They don't know how to just tread it until they figure it out down the line. They like, 
Are you hungry? Do you want some to eat? Yeah. What do you want to eat? Mac and cheese? No. I want, you should get some vegetables on that. No, I just want macaroni. You know, like that's what they want. They When they see something, that's what they want. Yeah. So, you know, but being doing, well, you can't just be over there like, no, you going to do this, do that. Because well, guess what that kid going to do? Don't get on Twitter. Don't get on Instagram. You know, record a conversation. Then hey, this man legacy down the line. Now the, the mm-hmm. alphabet people was after him. He can't. <laughs> so it's it's different. It's different dealing with him with me when being in his shoes because you can't. He's on very thin. He's on very thin ice in my, in my opinion. So so basically, what I'm hearing is, if this was your child, the way you would handle it is you would talk to the kid first before I'm before even. Uh, First off, make not, make them uh, know what first off, they are. No basically, what they're saying. Eighteen, uh, right? I'm. That's me. Just I'm. We not get. I'm not paying for shit until you eighteen. Like, and mm. then I'm not even paying for it. If you want to get a sex tank, you got to pay for it yourself because mm. that's your choice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not gonna. I'm not gonna spend my money to do something. I already gave you something organically, naturally. You know, saying that what you are. Mm. If you choose to do something else, that's on you. Mm. That's why you know. Because I feel like if you if a kid can come out at twelve and say that they that they're gay or that you know whatever, mm-hmm. then they should be able to vote. They should be able to drive. They should be able to do a whole bunch of shit mm-hmm. because they making adult decisions. Decision, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but like that that is like your sex. Either you you when you born with something, mm-hmm. you have no choice. That's what you come with. Yeah, that's your hardware, right? Your software and your brain is going to always be manipulated. But when you start altering hardware, that is a whole nother, you know, thing that you're dealing with. So as a kid, like, no, when you get become an adult and I know your software is up to up to date, mm. you got all the updates. <laughs> like, then you can do whatever you want. You can mm. do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But I'm not going to cut you out and beat your ass and, you know, tell you, dog, and lock you in a room and, you yeah. know, all these other, you know, old school shit people be talking about now. Mm. I don't even spank my kid. Mm-hmm. She talks shit too. She talks so much shit. I don't even spank her. But do you allow your uh, children to cuss? Nah, nah. She knows curse words. I curse a lot. Um, my number one thing right now is is when I'm driving. I never had road rage before, but for some reason, people these Priuses and these Subarus, they just they just send yeah, the it's everywhere. They just tend to go five miles per hour in a forty in a forty, and it's like. Mm. Why'd you make that such a wide turn? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you have a daughter, right? Are you in fear of when she becomes a teenager? Nah. No? These kids, I mean, all I could do is try to give her as much advice as possible. Mm. And then me, as a man, try my hardest to love her mom as much as possible so she can know what love looks like, feels like, yeah. you know, so that's pretty much why I'm at home. If I'm not at work, I'm at home, mm. right? When I'm at home, when I come home, I walk in the door, I give everybody kisses and hugs. Mm. I don't care if mom just made me mad. She's going to get a kiss. Mm. Take this kiss. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But yeah. Because they don't, they don't know. So when she gets older, I feel like I'm going to just be dropping her so many gems She's gonna have so many gems. Just, just I'm just dropping every every time I get, every chance I get. What you know? do you uh, What do you want to mold your daughter into? I, I just want her to be her best self. Mm. That's not, that's it. My number these are my number one things, right? English, math. Mm. Just give me those two. Mm. I said, if you give me English and math, 
You can do whatever you want. If you give me A's in English, man. Because mm. that's all I want you to learn. Because everything else is an elective. Yeah. Just being able to communicate and critical think, you will, you will be fine in this world. Okay. I don't care if you can draw. You, <laughs> I don't care if you can freaking know every state. I don't give a shit mm. about none of that. I just want you to be able to read and say, okay, S after T is T. Yeah, and give me and understand what it means. That's all I care about. All right. Well, this is the the point where I let my guests basically promote themselves. You know what I'm saying? If you want to give out your uh, Instagram to the people or email or whatever, however you want to, your Facebook or whatever, so people can get in contact with you or know where to follow you after they after they hear this conversation. Man, I, I look at you. Don't have to follow me. You can just come snoop <laughs> on my page. It's all good. But it's Juno. It? Yeah. Juno Gino is my uh Juno Gino. Juno Gino. Because everybody spell that nigga. J U N O J I N O. That's me. That uh, on Instagram. You gonna see exactly what I'm what I'm what I'm going through. Pretty much, I just give you all my family. I give you all of me. So I'm just an average dude, uncle with a camera. You know, <laughs> your neighborhood friendly janitor. You know, like whatever. You, <laughs> like I'm just a regular dude, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I mean, that's the point of uh, everyday celebrity podcast is to interview ordinary niggas in the neighborhood you know what i'm saying talk talk to them uh about their upbringing their life because you never know <clears throat> when you talk to somebody you never know what they went through in their earlier earlier days they might have an extraordinary fucking background of life you know what i'm saying so uh june juno gino gino thanks for coming on everyday celebrity podcast appreciate it appreciate it my brother I'm saying, and uh, you, you got any last words? Oh man, it's everybody just stay safe out there, cover your face, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you say that with no social, mask on, social distancing, you know, but just stay safe and you know, try to try to uh, you know, enjoy every bit of your family, every bit of time you have on this earth. That's all I can tell. All right, that's everyday celebrity. We are out. You. Yeah.